1: This is a crowd podcast.
2: This episode is sponsored by Matt and his Johnson. To be more like Matt, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show and become an official sponsor today. Joe Marler is a big-hearted man, and he's got a podcast plan. It's the Joe
3: Marler Show. It's the Joe Marla Show, oh, 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 I'm Joe Marla and this is Tom Fordyce. Hello, Tom. Joe, it's lovely to see you as always. I've got a question for you. Please
2: send it my way. You, Joe, for reasons that don't need to concern us today, have gone to your local leisure centre for a swim. Okay? Why? I just said for reasons that don't concern us. Okay. You're at your local leisure centre. You've
3: had a swim and there's no pool at the local leisure centre.
2: You've gone to the nearest leisure centre with the pool. Yeah, okay. You've had a swim. Right, I'm there. When you're now leaving the swimming area and you've gone back to the locker, you've just discovered that you haven't brought a towel.
3: I haven't got a towel, no. Haven't got Why a towel? haven't I got a towel?
2: Don't worry about it, you haven't got a towel. Okay. You've forgotten it.
3: Fucking you're telling me not to worry about a lot of stuff. <laughs>
2: Which of the following options, Joe, would you take? Although you can add an option of your own should you choose. Number one, you just walk around for a bit until you air dry.
3: Air dry, that's good, yeah.
2: Number two, you use uh, another item of clothing to dry yourself, perhaps. Ridiculous. Sock. Or number three... Who
3: who the fuck is using a sock to dry themselves? All right,
2: it's not B then. Or C, you go and find the hand dryer, whack it on and... that way
3: right okay there's lots of things going around in my head um, the, the main one is why in the fuck are you asking me the most mundane <laughs> question in the world but uh, I'm going to push that to one side and go with C obviously I'm going for the hand dryer
2: you're not bothered about standing there naked like with maybe the foot up on the oh, sink fuck. blasting yourself yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
3: You yeah, yeah, yeah 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 oh fuck yeah no no I'd be stark bollock naked uh well, no I'd dry myself with a sock. I'd dry my I'd dry my, my, my jewels with a sock. Yeah. You still then got I, the
2: other sock if you need it.
3: Yeah, and then I'd put the sock on and go and stand under the hairdryer with the hand dryer and dry myself. Then I'd ring you up and go why have I come swimming here? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why are you
2: asking me this? Cuz this precise thing, Joe, happened to me just a few
3: days ago. What? Yeah. What did you do? I used the hand dryer exactly like you. Yeah, but how did you dry your knob? With the hand dryer. Yeah, but you were naked. Yeah. So you could have got done for indecent assault. Well,
2: what? I wasn't assaulting anyone. Oh, and indecent also,
3: exposure. But also, I was in the
2: changing rooms, like a male changing room. So so, you so everyone's naked anyway, aren't so they, at some point.
3: But At some point, yeah, not usually you know underneath the, the hand dryer.
2: You know the way that the nozzle rotates? Knobble, yeah. Yeah. So my fear was, because obviously if you're drying your hands, that's fine. People aren't going to bat an eyelid. But if you walk in and you're drying your knob, it's a different vibe. Well, it's worse. So when I was drying my genitals, I was rubbing my hands together. As if someone came in, I could pretend that it wasn't my genitals that I was drying, it was my hands.
3: Fucking hell, I wish I was there.
0: <laughs> well, it
3: sounds like you have had a thrilling week in the Fordyce household. Mainly involved forgetting your towel. Next time you remember to towel. Get, treat yourself to one of those
2: robes robes towel robes like a boxer going into a ring
3: now why do you always have to come up with an analogy for everything so people can
2: picture the robe we're talking about
3: well it's just a towel robe
2: joe i'm going to move things on and let people know that they can now grow the show on apple for just one pound a week you can get a version of this show without adverts and these episodes joe are extra long sometimes 20 minutes longer but still loaded full of the good stuff. You can also do the same on Spotify. Check the link in the episode description. If you're on Apple, look for the button that says, Joe,
3: Ra, the, shah.
2: Joe, would you like to speak to a singer <clears throat>
3: in opera? No, opera bores the fucking life out of me. OK, Steve, we need a new
1: guest. Let's get him on Our guest today He's called Rob
3: He's an opera singer Alternatively, Steve, you can use our guest today as Rob and he's an opera singer. Hello Rob. Hello, how are you? Lovely to be here. Really? After that you've gone with his <laughs> lovely single yeah, oh, good there's I won't
0: put you off. A lot of potential in your lower voice. You just get a bit scared when you go up top. Oh. Really, I've yeah. got a lower voice. Yeah, the, the, voice mid- the middle lower. I, I had a little check this morning of the old uh, videos, and uh, Bread of Heaven or Guide Me over Thou Great Redeemer. You sang decent start, gets a bit nervous. Oh. Yeah, well,
3: yeah. you
0: shouldn't. You shouldn't. You've got to keep going. You have got to keep. You know, just keep batting out. It'd be great.
3: Well,
0: I don't know what to say. We're going to. We'll, 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 we'll do start it. Starting off with a compliment. <laughs> yeah. okay? you
3: know, maybe they've got another another <laughs> direction in my career after all. I have seldom seen you looking so smug, John. Fuck off. I'm <laughs> smug all the
2: time. No? No. Okay. Joe, we've got a lot of listener questions as well as Joe yeah, own questions they've engaged today. with
3: this one, haven't
2: they? Do you like this first one? Give this, this one from Molly a go because I like it. Right, our first
3: question is from Molly and she's asked, how long can you
0: hold a note for? I don't know, it's not usually counted in seconds. There's like some lot of high notes from tenors where they just hold it on for as long as they possibly can a tenor is the same voice type as me like Pavarotti and they'll just hold it just to show they can but I don't know is it 15-20 seconds I mean we could find out but let's do it we'll all start at the same time yeah. and this is like what, last uh, man okay. standing okay. yeah it's a good idea what note what note are we holding I didn't think there was an R. R oh you want the actual notes yeah oh no you know, you've got your guitars <laughs> on <laughs> Luckily
3: today, I have to. Fucking hell, when he said,
0: ah, oh, I went, what one's that? Uh, yeah, yeah. It could be oh. A, I suppose. Uh, yeah, Oh, I'll try and stick to that one. La, la, la. You happy with that? So on, we it all start at the same time? Yeah. yeah. Like a oh, waterfall? Oh, yeah. I would drop my yeah, arm. Do you yeah.
2: want to get any uh, deep breaths in? We'll go for it. Just need to calm down a little bit. I'm nervous.
3: It's really exciting
2: yeah, about I'm this episode. Yeah,
0: I'm oh. it's <laughs> <laughs> you ready? So it's
2: three, three, two, one, go.
3: Oh,
0: Terrible. Get me out of here. Rob! I'm done. Should we do it right higher? Louder.
3: This (laughs) is hands down, without the episode even starting, the worst episode we've ever done. Set Tom off. Purely on the fact this smug twat to the right of me. That was really impressive, Tom. I can't can't abuse you on this. I'm going to go with the... Positive angle here. That was really quite impressive from you. Without wanting
0: to sound even more of a dick,
2: I have plenty left there, Joe. Yeah. You've ruined
0: it now. I take I tell I was I've wobbly, I... To be am a bit honest. But I am a bit nervous at the start of the podcast. I wouldn't mind a rematch. At the, at, the end end the at, at the end of the end. show. At the end of the show, okay. and I've okay. relaxed.
3: What do you want to do? Like an, an X note or yeah, a yeah. Y note? Yeah,
0: all of them. Okay, Anyone. We'll do, we'll do a nice it. high note. Okay. <laughs> so, the answer actually... Is whatever Tom can sing <laughs> is the longest note an opera scene can sing. And what about um, the other notes? Now, I've I've cleared up that R isn't one of the notes. What's the highest note and what's the lowest note? Well, it depends on the range of the singer, of course. So there's just an octave and it goes down registers. So you have like one octave that's really low and it continues up through. If you imagine a piano, it's just eight notes. There's loads of keys on a piano. Yeah, but they're just repeats of the same octave in different registers, getting higher and higher and higher. Fucking hell. Today is a learning day. uh, For a tenor, you'd probably sing a middle C to a topsy as your range so that's two octaves what could I get for 20 quid
1: <laughs> yes he's done it <laughs> <laughs> Ouch!
0: <laughs> so we've got a tenor um, so you're what a we tenor have? yeah you have a baritone that's just below the bass is the lowest yeah. in the female voice you have contralto is probably the lowest then mezzo soprano or alto then mezzo soprano then soprano is the top and that's the operatic sort of range what is Joe do we think I think probably a helden tenor you're built, you're built for opera a helden tenor that's like a heroic tenor Ooh. so that means someone who's got a strong low voice big old Swede big, big old Swede <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big chest and can power it out and, and sing above a huge hundred piece orchestra for four hours four hours yeah well the, yeah the, I mean the longest opera is probably about five hours forty the longest roles in those operas in, they're all Wagner of course right I've got to ask some really yeah, like, quite basic
3: sh- yeah. probably stupid questions here Opera. Yeah. What the fuck is, it? Is it, is, it, is <laughs> okay. it? is it just singing
0: or is it a play? It's a bit of both. If you think about it, it's, it's sort of like the precursor to musicals. It's a theatre play, puts music, essentially. So there's what we call a libretto, is the text, and then the composer writes the music for that libretto. The difference with opera and everything else, which is a big one to get out, is that we train to sing in a theatre without um, amplification, no mics, over an orchestra of 100 people. You don't use a mic? No. And that's a big sort of thing that people don't realise.
3: Why don't you use a mic?
0: Well, because that's the, that's the art form as it was in the 19th century, and that's the thing that um, is what the art is, as opposed to say now we have quite a lot of uh, crossover artists, and they sing beautifully into a microphone, ah. and it sounds a bit like opera. But the point is, they're not really—they wouldn't do it in a theatre because they wouldn't be heard, and they're tired. Uh, so that's where the sort of uh, old the, school, the old school snobbism comes. Snobb- <sighs> is because like they're like, well, they're not opera singers, they're pop singers. Popra? Popra. But the, but, oh. <laughs> I think that's a TV yeah. show. Yeah, you go. But the, uh, <laughs> that's the basic sort of problem: is that we we train for years to be able to do that and use our bodies to maximise the potential of our voice I'm
3: sensing some bitterness towards the pop road movement I'm not
0: really I just think it's just always described as the greatest opera singers in the world and you go, well they don't really sing opera so. <laughs> mm. classic they're <laughs> not fucking real opera singers <laughs> exactly.
2: I don't want to get you to name names Rob yeah. but um, that's exactly what you're going to ask him <laughs> to do but I'm going to try and find a way of doing it is one of the people in
0: question does he sell a lot of LPs <laughs> Yeah, well, it depends which one you're talking about. There's one that's paired up with another radio presenter a lot. Yes. Do you mean him? Yeah. Um, who's done quite a lot of musicals, and Lane yeah. Mears, quite famously. No, actually, he's a trained opera singer. Hugh Jackman. He's, he's done his time. Alfie Bow. Didn't take much to name him, did <laughs> it? Yeah, <he's> a, <laughs> I can say nice things about him, so it's, it's all right with him. Uh, so he did his time and then moved across, because he didn't really like the whole... He didn't like the business and wanted to make money and wanted to do his thing. And he's you know, very happy to slag off the business, but he did start in it, and he did a good bit of training. It's the same as um, Joe Campario. Win Evans Welcome back It's very, very good It's not bad, is it? Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's, He did his time and then he got this great opportunity and, Well, he didn't think it was going to be an opportunity that lasted as long as it did But he um, So he's Yeah, he's bonafide So your voice could go I mean, I don't know how we're going to measure this but you clearly,
2: Rob have a very, very loud voice
0: Yeah
2: You're in front of a microphone today You don't need to be Joe, how can we measure the loudness?
3: Sound is measured in decibels
2: When Rob sings are you going to be able to name the decibel? <laughs> that's <laughs> a good point <laughs>
0: question from Benjamin here can you shatter glass with your voice no as you were talking about decibels it's mainly um, sopranos can because the high frequency in the they sound. can genuinely do it they can yeah they're in front of it if, if the vibrations are high and fast enough then they can, they can move the air enough oh. that, that a glass will shatter a crystal would shatter great party trick yeah it would be great I've never seen it done but it is apparently a thing you yeah, know it does happen um, are you going to give us a little oh, shall I sing a little couple of notes yeah yeah uh, Okay, I'll get away from this a bit.
2: So you've backed away from the microphone.
3: What What is the fuck? There's a lot of questions going around in my head that I need to somehow control in how they come out yeah, so it dude. doesn't offend. Yeah, offend, offend. What in the fuck just happened to you? Because <laughs> you stepped away from the mic Yeah, and, and then you sort of, you know, took a bit of a breath and then you put your hands oh, on yeah. your temples.
0: Yeah. You shut your eyes. Yeah, that's just to focus. Focus the mind a bit. So and that's you just...
3: went as, you know, um, uh, Veruca in... Uh, Charlie and Chocolate yeah. Factory. Was she it goes, Veruca Salty? she
2: goes blue?
3: Well, is she the one that goes blue?
2: Blueberry one, yeah.
3: Is that the one? I think so. Can or we Violet just... Beauregard. There we go. You know Violet in Charlie and Chocolate yeah. Factory, and <laughs> she like goes blue like me. That you were the equivalent there,
0: yeah. But red. But everything I did was wrong in that regard because I'm supposed to make it easy, but because I was trying to sing as loud as possible, I pushed too hard. The voice probably distorted a bit, and all my blood goes to your head and your neck, and you get a big old migraine afterwards. I think I might pass out.
3: (laughs) 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 I don't know about you, Tom, but I was like, fucking hell. Mm. We're in a very confined space, and that loud, loud, loud noise, that energy coming through towards me, I was like, oh, my heart rate's gone up.
2: Particularly, Joe, because the studio we are in, the walls are covered with any number of things designed to baffle sound. Had we been in an ordinary room, Joe? Our ears may have been blown clear off.
3: (laughs) No, they wouldn't have. You can't bullshit the listeners. That is not what would have happened.
0: Do you need to be big, Rob, to be a good singer? Well, I think it helps. I think, they, I think the idea that you have to be a sort of massive rhino is uh, <laughs> not true. But actually, kids with big chests, massive heads, as I said before, it's all about resonance and strength, really. So we, we tend to use our abdominals and our back to provide the support for our voice. So um, anyone who's bigger will have a sort of <laughs> a bigger chamber in which to put the voice and, and project the voice. And that's why if you, I mean I'm surrounded by massive people when I work. That they could all be, in, you know, in rugby or anything because they're like giants, and I'm a very small giant compared to them. I'm just baffled. You don't
3: use mics, no. so presumably. And you're not as big as I thought you needed to be, and you've just described. Well, yeah, yeah it does help to be a bit bigger, but yeah. surely you have to train certain muscles or train your throat. Yeah,
0: you try and get your throat out of the way. It's, it's all about support from from the lower part of the body, like the trans, transverse abs and the lats and things, and the diaphragm. And it's about actually getting out of the way of the voice. So all the singing that we do when we're just doing pop singing or relaxing is all from up here, in, sorry, I'm saying in the throat. And that works well on a mic. But actually, if you're in a big room, you need to use your whole body to sing. You need to breathe really low. And project it from your arse or your balls and really get to the back of the theatre.
3: You it's... project your voice from your arse and your balls.
0: Well, you breathe there. What we're doing is we're controlling the air pressure that's coming out of our throats and through our vocal cords to vibrate them at the right speed. So, to really get a proper breath, you need to breathe into your lower back. You need to use the muscles in your, like, by your pubes, your transverse abs, and all that stuff. And then that'll create the sort of a, the brake and the accelerator in which we use to sort of change the power and the range of our voice. I
3: don't know about you, Tom, but I'm just. I'm now sitting here, I'm trying to avoid my heavy, heavy breathing from my mouth and my nose, and I'm trying to breathe through my nuts. So have you, <laughs> hang on. How would it feel? It's a bit no, smelly. I can't breathe. It's a bit smelly. I can't <laughs> breathe. I can't <laughs> breathe. So you, you engage as low as that, yeah, so, so and all your muscles to project that relaxed, voice. Can you just put that mic yeah, closer sorry. to his... The
0: in-breath is quite... Um, the inhalation is relaxed, we just fill up. But it's when we engage the voice that all of this has to be engaged and we have to br- think we're breathing quite low to sort of to have the body respond we breathe nice and low and as the voice comes out of the mouth the whole body engages and the muscles you know then connect in order to make the power that we need is it knackering it is quite tiring but actually you should make it as efficient as possible so it shouldn't be tiring and that's the thing about getting out of the way in the, in terms of the throat and singing up here because that's what tires tires us out It's sort of bad vocal technique is singing too high but if you just leave it open you're just sending air through it should be fine you should be able to do it endlessly really are you
3: born with the ability to project a voice like that? Or is that something you've well, had Well, we all are,
0: in terms of babies, you know. The, We're
3: all born with a, a voice to sing?
0: Yeah. Bollocks. To make, or to project. Let's say to project. Okay, to start yeah. With. Um, so babies, you know, the way they cry and everything, that's the perfect sort of acoustic sort of, they, they are nailing it when they're, they're wailing and you can hear them across the plane or across the park. That's but basically. A funny way of looking at it. But that's They're absolutely nailing trick. that. If you put them that in, C minor exactly, if they put them in the Royal Opera House, you'd hear them at the back, and that's because their projection is pure. We all get in the way as we grow up. We get older and we get more nervous and we we put loads of obstacles in our way towards being free and singing properly. But what we try and do is we can't untrain ourselves so we can sing in the way a baby would project and make the right noises that would actually carry across a massive room.
2: If Joe and I did choose to be
0: opera singers, would we have to learn, for example, Italian and French? Well, you need to know exactly how to pronounce them. So I sing in Italian, French, Russian, German, I suppose Spanish occasionally. What do you mean Russian, German? Well, the operas are all written in different languages, of course. Whoa, 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 I thought all operas were in Latin. Old masses were in Latin. A lot of them were in Italian, a lot of them in German, less so in English. Um, but the main thing is you need to learn how to pronounce them and understand every word you say. It doesn't mean you create the language, it means you uh, learn every word so that you know exactly what you're saying and you know exactly how to put the words together and the language together in order to sing at the same time and, you know, make it sound uh, echt or, you know, correct. Echt. I know, it's German. It's Sort of the right thing in German. You want to clear your throat? Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Echt. 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 So you can speak five languages? No, I can understand a lot of the words when they're about murder, women dying, and counts and stuff. So you've got uh, conversational French? Yeah, in very archaic terms, yeah. (laughs) Do you find you have to
2: sing it still? Because when you're used to using French and Italian and Russian and all the rest, (laughs) you sing it. So if you want to order a
0: coffee in Rome, you have to blast it out. Yeah, it does help. But uh, yeah, no, I I get very nervous about speaking it when I'm there. But um, yeah, like anything with a few drinks, all the language comes back that you know from the songs you've sung. And you tend to just have conversations in song.
3: Is there any opera in English? Yeah. Is it actually any good?
0: Yeah, it's the, probably the greatest of all British operas. Is on now at uh, the Royal Opera House, Peter Grimes by Benjamin Britten. I think yes. you mean Benjamin Button <laughs> with <laughs> Brad Pitt. No, it's no, not I that don't one. But
3: any singing in that?
0: He, uh, it's about a fisherman who uh, kills a accidentally kills a couple of children mm. and setting all Britain in why, Suffolk. Why the fuck are operas always like morbid or dark? Or... Well, they're, all, they're about the most uh, vital bits of life, aren't they? Like death, love. Life. Oh, okay. It always has to be a crux. There always has to be a reason to sing. Yeah. So, it's, you know, if you can find the worst subject, you can probably sing about it. It doesn't really matter what it's about.
2: Like the Mariah Carey oh. approach. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, when she does that thing, how many octaves has she got, Rob? It must be about four. Unbelievable. How yeah. many octaves are there? As many as you like, really, until it becomes inaudible, I suppose, on both ends. It's, it, it, completely mind. blow my fucking mind with <laughs> that. Infinite. What do you mean? It's infinite. Well, I suppose it's just about what we can actually hear, isn't it? But Ooh. the, uh, I don't know where frequency stops vibrating. I mean, that's, that's nearly at the bottom
2: of the infinite. Can we see so how cool. many octaves Joe has got? Joe, do your lowest and work your way gradually to your uppermost.
3: Uh-huh. Do I go up one? Uh-huh. You just got to keep going up a step. What do you mean, time. keep going up? Or well, you've got to pause in between. You've seen how fucking short I go with my breath. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Start low, go high, go. Uh-huh.
3: That's pretty high. The head voice goes right up there. Oh, fucking hell. I feel a bit dizzy doing that. But that's <laughs> that's just with my normal voice, but there's other voices that I... So there's my singing voice that, yeah. I, do, that I use, which I don't know what I do to my throat. It's what I use... We used to impersonate these two people when we were younger. It was...
1: Oh, hi, I'm Dan Ramsey, and this is Roy Bridge. <laughs> so this is what I do with my voice. I do something yeah. with it. I don't know what I'm doing to it, but that's what I do with my voice. Yeah, you constricting it. So when I go to church and stuff... <laughs> This is the voice I put on when I'm doing the songs. But some of it sounds a little bit operatic, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, that, so, but that's... Uh, and it, I, uh, I, genuinely, uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to fucking wind you up or anything now. But you put it on with... I put this voice on oh. when I'm told to try and sing. <laughs> because it helps me hit the notes better. The funny better. thing is, a lot of singers, like tenors, like, they, they start speaking like that because they're trying to find the
0: right pitch in their voice. So they really do something. And then you've got baritones who go, yeah, yeah, well, I'm totally uh, cool. And then you've got basses like, yeah, well i can't do it actually mm-hmm. but it, that actual impression of singing is a thing that professional singers do all the time much to my amusement really i'm not
3: joking though like what what am i doing to my... hello it's just a preconception pre- preconce- pre- yeah, what am i actually
0: doing to my voice there oh, i don't know you're slightly It it's slightly weird isn't it
3: what <laughs> why? No, i'm trying to open up to you on my singing sorry, it? No. Also, why are you doing it because it helps me hit the notes better tom is it give a... us a blast is... then give me a song then is it a protection against the possibility that your true voice might not, yeah, not do so. the right thing I think maybe we'd actually get a lot deeper than I thought we were mm. do oh, on me sorry. trying to fucking think
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 give me a um, do you want to
0: sing a bit of uh, give me an opera or word or something so, so, that you're so, oh, do
3: that fucking hell I just said a word
0: all oh, right so, <laughs> what, Vincero do, do you want to do that one yeah is that just the word Yeah, it's a very particular... Go ahead. Particular... uh, Okay. So you just do that word. That word, Joe.
3: Fuck. You nearly made me cry. How's he done that? I was... My eyes are a little bit thingied. Wow! But you want me to do that word? No, it's <laughs> no, <it's done. laughs> right,
1: yeah. Take
0: and see what's happening with that voice you are putting on.
1: Here come the advent.
3: Right, those are the adverts. And what I'd like you to do, Tom, is bring us out of the adverts with your best voice.
1: Those were
3: the adverts. It went really like Don Corleone with your mouth, didn't you? Did I? Yeah, do it again. Uh,
1: yeah. Was it like this? <laughs> or more like this?
3: I think we could join Lemiz. Les Miz. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: defo, defo. There's a lot of talent in him. Um, Pavarotti, maybe yeah. the best known of all opera singers. world. Yeah. I believe you know him or met him.
0: Yeah, well, I, I was near him. I, I went to see a. Um, I was near him. A, well, yeah, I'll explain <laughs> why. I just, I just, that's a great story. I, it's but, a great. Yeah. Now, I've got. A, I was watching in 2002. He did his last Tosca. Tosca being the, one of the operas he's most famous for, in the Royal Opera House in Covent Garden. I slipped in because I had friends working on the show. And watched him watched him rehearse knowing it was going to be the last time he was going to work in london yeah he was incredible he could still sing beautifully even even in his last days he had an incredible efficiency a silver thread sort of golden voice coming out into the theater but what was quite amusing was he was quite big and quite old at that point and he had a little guy that would follow him around um so when he was standing on stage he would just slowly in in rehearsals this was he would slowly just make to sit down and a little fellow would just speed across the stage with a little stool and put it under his bum and then run off <laughs> I just think that's what we all need, really, isn't it? It's like, what, what <laughs> Joe needs at scrum time sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, he is incredibly He was an incredible charmer and probably one of the yeah the greatest singers definitely of the 20th century. And he, what uh, made him so good then? Well, his, his voice <clears throat> sort of shone like the sun. It was it was a beauty. I mean, it was it was the most typical Italian at high sound. So it's, it suited all the operas perfectly. Um, he was incredibly charming, massive charisma. His efficient and beautiful voice was just very special. I mean, he—he he, uh, that voice would go straight to your heart if you heard it because it's from an incredible body and it's perfectly produced. So it's quite hard to describe what it what it was like to be near But if you were next to him, apparently it wouldn't be that loud oh. because the efficiency of the sound he was making would just be going straight out there. But uh, you know once it's all sort of in perfect form, that that sort of thing is very rare to come across. And incredibly beautiful you know we're all a bit arrested development opera singers a bit ch- no, children really <laughs> who are playing and you know go on and like those I think he was quite petulant and quite um, angry as well at times and a mate of mine was conducting um, on this in this show so there's an execution scene a torture scene in the opera of
3: course there is and
0: he goes off stage <coughs> to be tortured through a door and he just sings a few lines like, I'm eh, and, and stuff. Oh, that uh, fucking hurts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, stop. Don't <laughs> not turn. in the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, had, apparently, the opera, he has a spike going into his temple and they're just squeezing it in. I'm not sure that's ever actually happened. But <laughs> anyway, the, he, um, he famously didn't read music. What? Yeah because he, he couldn't read he couldn't read music he'd always taught by orally he taught his father sang and then he he'd have people coach him the parts sing along with him he'd read the words of course but he didn't read the actual notes so he wasn't really into being conducted or anything that would put order to what he was doing because it was all very pure anyway he was off stage doing his just standing there my my mate's probably 23 or something He's a young conductor and his job with his headphones on is to conduct perotti so it's his big moment. He's met no Pavarotti problem. and he's conducting him just as Joe sat, sat over there from me, about two or three metres away. I'm the th- one yeah. out of
3: me and Tom who's compared to Pavarotti.
0: <laughs> okay, <fine>. So, <laughs> conductor off stage, sorry, this is going on, but he has to have headphones on. He has to watch a monitor, watching the conductor out front and stay in time with him. So, he's conducting, ready to bring Pavarotti in. Arms waving about. Arms waving about, quite low. He's conducting away. Anyway, he hears a little noise from Pavarotti. And he can't hear him because he's got his headphones on. So he conducts more violently. So my arms are going around in bigger circles now. And he decides he's going to leave the monitor and go closer and closer to Pavarotti and just like really conduct because it's his first (laughs) chance. He doesn't want to get it wrong. Anyway, he can hear Pavarotti saying something, but he doesn't know what it is. Eventually, Pavarotti just lamps him. What? (laughs) (laughs) He just punches him square in the chest and knocks him over. It turns out all he was trying to say was, please don't conduct me, never <laughs> conduct me, never <laughs> conduct me. <laughs> so this is, this is my mate's first experience with Pavarotti. But he totally t- lailed him out. Oh, yeah, 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 well, well, he was out as well, yeah, so yeah, that was yeah.
3: fine. <laughs> Fucking hell. Magic, that's quite cool, though. Got punched by Pavarotti. <laughs> Lumped <laughs> so, by the greatest sweet. singer of all time. Amazing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I find it very hard, Joe, because of the circumstances in which we've seen Pavarotti, I find it very hard not to imagine him walking around in a dinner suit with a large handkerchief. Like even yeah. if he was at home making scrambled eggs on toast, I'm seeing him in a dinner jacket with a large handkerchief dabbing his brow.
3: Alternatively, can you picture him in shorts and a vest <laughs> with some flip-flops sitting next to a, a pool? Can you picture that? <laughs> no? <laughs> um, talking to you, Rob, please forgive me if I've picked up on judgment, but... You don't strike me as a traditional, uh, how do I put it, as politically correct posh boy opera.
0: No, I was. I went to a. Um,
3: so, how did you get into opera?
0: I went to a normal state school in Essex, um, but we—I grew up. I was brought up Catholic, um, and they started a choir when I was about five years old. For the first time in the local church, so on a Friday night and a Sunday morning, I'd go and sing at the church, and. Um, I was lucky enough that I took to it and I could see I learned to sing and read music between about the age of six and 11. That was really the best training I ever got. Uh, I stopped doing it mainly during my teen years, apart from a bit of stuff at school, and then went to university. And It was only in about my second year at university I actually tried to sing opera. And someone said, oh, you can do this. You should go and audition for the colleges in London and they'll give you a report back to see whether you want to do it f- for real. And I got in. It was a massive shock.
3: Is it still
0: the case
3: in opera that it's dominated heavily by... The rich, upper class. Well, similar as similar a rugby, we're going through a bit of a yeah. a change in I think of the guard now where a lot of inner city
0: kids are, are getting exposed more to opportunities to play it. I think that's a perfect analogy in terms of the... Um, so talent and the physicality of Singer could come from anywhere. There's no, there's no reason for a, like, someone from a posh school or from a privileged upbringing to uh, be more inclined to do that. The truth is, is what, who gets the chance to actually hear it and do it and be around it and think they might want to do it. Have you been to the opera before, Tom? I've been
2: once, and I disgraced myself, Joe. In what way? <laughs> <laughs> Is it fair to say, Rob, that some operas are quite long? Yes. Right. <laughs> so Look what happened hell. with this opera? It was so long, Joe, it had two intervals. And the person I went with said, the way to do this, you have to, because you only got out ten minutes for an interval, haven't you? Yeah. So you've got to order your drinks in advance. Yeah. So when you get there, Joe, you have a sniff in the bar, and then you have to work out what beverage you want in maybe an hour and a half's time, and then the one you're going to want in three hours' Sorry, time. So the
3: way you're, say, the way you're mm. describing this is if, like, that would be difficult. You went, oh, you've got to try and work out what you can do in an hour and a half <laughs> or three hours' time. It's not like you're planning your fucking funeral in 20 or 30 years' time.
2: The issue is more the fact that, so you have a drink when you get there, and then you're in a dark auditorium, and it's quite quiet for large periods, and then you run out for ten minutes, and then you drink something really fast, because the drink's laid out for you, Rob, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. So you have to smash this drink down, and then leg it back to your seat, and then it's dark. (laughs) I fell asleep, Joe. Twice.
3: Fuck off. Yeah, you're right. You did disgrace yourself.
0: (laughs) You went to the opera and fell asleep. I, I don't think I could stay awake anymore. I went to see Hamilton. Just missed the whole second half. Did you? Yeah, it's just dark and warm, isn't it? It's dark and warm even a busy day. <laughs> I can't day. watch TV every evening. Yeah, it's been tough. <laughs> and maybe a few glasses of wine. But I understand that. It's, it's a soothing balm If you're relaxed enough to sleep, it, you know, it might be doing the right thing for you. Stop
3: giving him a fucking get out. <laughs> have that's
0: you funny. been, Joe? Have you been to the opera?
3: No. Does it cost an arm and a leg?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, top tickets are ridiculous, but the tickets go from basic... T- English National Opera, that's down around the corner, £10 to about £150. But that's no different than musicals now. It's not actually much more expensive and the opportunities are more to get free tickets in Opera because they have to. My second issue
3: is I've never seen anyone be allowed to wear shorts at <laughs> Opera. You can. Go on.
0: Yeah. You what can wear what you, you like. English National Opera put it on there actually on their policy is that you you know, it'd be nice you can wear you can choose what you wear.
3: It's minor, but it's not. If you're spending two hundred and fifty quid on oh, a ticket God, yeah. and you've got to spend two hundred yeah. quid on a suit as well, you're like, well fucking hell.
0: Go in your own clothes maybe drink before you turn up, (laughs) make it easier. I mean, there are ways to get in for, for, you know, for good value. But yes, generally, it's been too expensive. Right, so we're going to take Joe to the opera, Rob. Where are we going to start? I think what you said about how long they last is quite a big one. So I'd start with um, La Boheme, it's called. It's four acts, and it's only two hours long. So there's a couple of breaks. Two hours, 20, with an intervals, fine. I mean, opera takes a while. You don't want ones that go on for too long if you're going to start. But La Boheme, La Traviata... They're two operas where the tunes repeat so much that you'll know them even if you didn't Uh, listen to it before. By the second act, you'll start to feel familiar. What's the lead single, so to put it, on uh, La Boheme? Repeat
3: the songs in the... No,
0: the way a a piece is composed is, I mean, Wagner did it a lot famously, but actually all all musicals and everything, little themes appear that either represent characters or moods or anything. A bit like Star Wars, like a soundtrack. (laughs) Bum, 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 bum, bum. So you know who's you know turning up then. So you get that in opera, and basically what it means is they breed familiarity and they breed a sort of connection with the piece already. So those, those two pieces have a lot of tunes in them. If you want something more theatrical, more interesting about the human condition, this thing, Peter Grimes at the Royal Opera House now, VOTSEX about um, post-traumatic stress disorder. Brilliant, because um, I genuinely <coughs> thought you just said hot sex. Hot sex is so about post-traumatic stress disorder for me, but that's another story. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, Bohem, Traviata, uh, English ones, Peter Grimes. Can we have Eddie a little Foster? blast, Rob? I just, just want to help Joe make uh, his decision here, which uh, one he goes God. to first. Traviata is probably... Di quell'amor, quell'amor che
1: palpito... I can't remember the words, or... Libiamo, libiamo nel eti calici che la bellezza infiora...
0: That's a bit of a famous one it's a drinking song that one
3: the way he's going in between that and they go
0: yeah a bit of fucking famous <laughs> <one> that <laughs> that <laughs> uh, so Travias is probably the one to go to because I can remember those tunes more
1: I dreamed a dream <laughs> of time gone by
3: that's a musical fuck off surely Les Mis is an opera no it's not oh no. okay.
0: Well, okay yeah sorry why is it not an opera Oh, it's con- I don't know, it's composed as a musical, it's microphones, it's 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 a different it's just slightly different. I, mean, I didn't see any microphones. I know they're all with like Hugh Jackman. Little heads little <laughs> little head mics. That was a movie though, was not it? Oh <laughs> even then he probably had a head mic.
3: Oh, that's really disappointing me, actually. I wanted to go see Les Mis, but apparently it's a fucking musical. Yeah, I think it's great. You should go
0: and see that, too.
2: We had a question, uh, Joe. Along these lines, this was a question from Charlie. Charlie would like to know, what opera is the, quote, Cornetto song from on the old
0: TV advert? What's Uh, the Cornetto song? Oh, sole mio.
1: Oh, sole mio. There you go. Give it to me. Is that
0: how it goes? That's it. That's the one. No, you do it.
1: O sole mio, stan fronti a te, o sole mio, kubelaine, o sole, o sole mio, stan fronti a te, stan fronti a te.
0: I chose the lower ending then. I noticed so, that. Yeah. I was, uh, that's the normal one. <laughs> so at the end of the song is a bit different, it's a bit, it's it's a bit me, more difficult. Noticed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're waiting for it, weren't you? <laughs> oh, uh, but that's actually not an opera. That's a Neapolitan song that's um, just become very famous by a guy called Capua.
3: Early in our uh, podcasting career together,
0: yeah,
3: remember Spoonface. Mm. Uh, he was a voiceover artist. Oh, wow. And uh, what did we just. He did some. His number one hits. He had a number one hit mm. back in the day. It got a lot deeper than just reading out adverts. He was like. When I do voiceover stuff, I have to believe what I'm actually saying so that the people that I'm saying it to believe it. Yeah. Is that similar with you, that you you have to learn all these words and these different songs and reading the music,
0: but you actually have to believe the emotion of it for it to actually come across? That's 100%. That's 100% right. I mean, like any acting, if you can make what you're saying true and connect with someone in front of you, that's basically all you're trying to do. So you have to know everything you say, you have to believe it, To act something, it doesn't have to be that complicated. It's just to truly understand it and be able to connect it to someone else and pass that information over so it lands. Have you had to kiss
2: people on stage, Rob? Yes, I have, yeah. (laughs) Have you used your tongue? No.
3: What the
0: fuck is this?
3: Where's Where's that on the question? Cheat. <laughs> Since when are we just asking guests if they're tonguing people? <laughs> no, well, it's a
0: fair question because it's a big how's issue. How is that fair? It's, it's a big issue in uh, theatre, isn't it? And opera at the moment. Wow. There's a thing, and TV. There's a hell of a lot of stories of inappropriate behaviour, you know, in opera and lots of people are getting done for it now, thank God. But the, uh, there's intimacy coaches now to make sure so, you don't, yeah, I mean, th- to make sure that everyone's treated with respect. So, if you, I mean, a lot of people have to undress and have to snog, and have to sort of, you know, in the last opera. I was doing... Two girls were giving a bloke a blowjob at the front what? of the stage. A
3: fucking... Um,
0: right. Uh, this, this is taking
3: a turn. Yeah. What was the one you said I should go and see? La Bohem? Yeah. What's the one with the
0: blowjobs? <laughs> they could probably put that in that one too. Depends on the director. Le but Bohem. Uh, uh, le Bohem. Ble- <laughs> Flo- <laughs> blo- that,
3: that is so shit. La Flo- Bohem. La
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah. But yeah, I've, uh, you have to you yeah, have to just treat each other with respect and sort of know what you can do. I mean, you you know you want to be able to act with freedom, but you have to just. There's always a filter of respect to your colleagues. So you know the tongue has to stay firmly in the mouth, my, in my mouth, my mouth. <laughs> is is there any speaking in opera? Sometimes there's chat in between bits, which is always pretty awful to be honest. Because the as you can see, if I try and speak and then I see. It's an absolutely like a massive difference. <laughs> and um, I'll be a mumbling Essex boy and then I'll sing, you know, and you'll be able to hear me properly. But there are operas. I was just in one in Dublin um, before Christmas and I sang all my bits in German and then there was an English text in between. So I would then drop into... Irish. You know, well, I was a prisoner in Dublin. I thought, Hello. I'm not going to... Uh, I don't know, I'll, I'll, stay, I'll stay British. <laughs> I am getting my Irish passport. Just but, uh, The last
3: uh, podcast in days that we did mm. Do you remember that one we then went out and enjoyed ourselves yes a few after mm. went to the art exhibition yeah and yep. i might have enjoyed myself a little bit too much at the museum and yeah. come midnight that night we were sat eating food and we had another day recording
0: yeah
3: and uh i was just about to order another refreshment and steve stopped and went you'll be ordering some lemon and ginger
1: Cause I was like, oh my, uh, yeah,
3: oh, bloody hell, fucking hell! Yeah, I can't wait for recording tomorrow. Steve's there shitting himself. He's like, oh my god, are we going to get through another day of recording? <laughs> so he's actually instead of a beer, he's ordered me a fucking lemon and ginger. Yeah, hot fucking tea, and I'm like, oh, is this really? I'm fucking a grown ass man, <laughs> and I'm it's twelve o'clock at night. Anyway, it's to help my voice. And it, it marginally helped it. I mm. still had that sort of whiny twang the next day, but I think that's just there all the it's time. Just enjoy, yeah. It's just you, yeah. just general. But those are the sort of things to help your voice. What sort of things do you do to... If you've got voice issues or you want to keep it
0: lubricated... Or... Yeah, I mean, I think lubricated is uh, the main term. You've got to stay hydrated. And that's with something that actually hydrates you rather than booze. You know, stay vaguely healthy. It's like a barometer of your health, the voice. And if you're um, not well or hungover or... Um, you know, even heartbroken, it can be quite hard to sing a song the next day. So, lemon and ginger will do you good. Do you have to warm it up? Like a, muscle? a little, a little bit, yeah, yeah. If you're singing a lot, day by day by day, it's not such a problem. But yeah, you have to warm. up. Have you ever strained it? Yeah, you can over sing. Like I probably did at the start, when um, you just put too much effort into it and put effort here and don't sort of don't sing efficiently. And I mean, the main part of the job I do is to make sure I don't strain it. I mean, the long-term training and all that stuff is to make sure I don't get in that position. But that's why some singers, you know, some pop singers and stuff start losing their voice because they're singing from their soul all the time, but maybe they're not singing technically correctly all the time and it's going to hurt, you know. The vocal cords will swell, the air doesn't go through it in the right way and, you know, vibrations go all funny. So that's why these people break their voices. So can anyone become an opera singer? Uh, sorry, yeah, I didn't answer that earlier. I I they had the potential to make the noise. Well but, you said um, babies. Yeah, yeah, I got there, I got, lost, I got lost on babies. Can... <laughs> Potentially uh, babies can. Babies can, but that's it. <laughs> right. No, uh, I'd say anyone can maximise the potential of their voice to project now whether they can sing beautifully or in tune all the time is different although you know there is a general movement anyone can sing i think the ma- main thing about that is people are told all the time they can't sing that's one of the biggest things that happens to kids at school also by peers or teachers like you can't sing get out that gets right into the mind and then people think they can't sing so actually yes everyone could sing whether they can sing all the time in tune and sing opera is a different matter opera is a trained you know trained thing the best analogy is a sport really could you play a sport and how how well can you do it <music> This episode is sponsored
2: by the following.
0: Mustang Sally.
2: Wenham. William Welsh. Ben. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. That's Ben Wharton. Bailey's Comet. Grant Bailey. Marla Harrington-Smith. And his dad, Dale. Lynchy. Get off the fence. It's Tommy Pickett. The Burj Khalifa, Alan Burj. The banker, Tom Barkley. Who is swimming pool? It's Claire Pool. We wish you a Perry cool soon. How does it feel? Emily O'Neill, David the Gammon and filet of fish Maggie Vidovich. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Show, become an official sponsor and grow the show today.
3: Imagine boarding a flight thinking you're heading on holiday but instead you get taken hostage by Saddam Hussein. Your daily reality is the fact that at any moment
0: when the guard comes along, he might just pull out his gun and shoot you in the back of the head.
2: All the tanks are in rows and they're all pointing their guns at us.
0: Why has it been covered up for 30 years? That man has been shot. My God.
3: Search for the secret history of Flight 149 and subscribe now.
2: Let's say, Rob, that uh, Joe has done the training and he's proved himself yep. a magnificent, albeit trainee, opera singer. One of the big venues that he wants to play? What are the
0: Wembleys, the Twickenhams <laughs> of Joe's second career as an opera singer? Um, you probably want to go to New York and see the Metropolitan Opera, which is a big house. Is it a big... What's the building like? It's is huge. it like an
3: impressive building?
0: It's not so beautiful, actually, oh. on the outside, because it's, it's, it's not that old. Uh, it's not as impressive as some of the other opera houses. Um, what makes the acoustics in it so good? Well, yeah, theatres are designed in such a way that sort of, I mean, the, the curve of a, a theatre is designed perfectly to sing into mainly and then the rake of the stage in the back, which is the rake is the slope on a stage. Couldn't have just said slope, no? <laughs> it's just what they call it <laughs> in the theatre, love. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> La Scala in Milan, Vienna opera, State Opera House, the Royal Opera House Covent Garden. I mean, they're the top opera houses really in the world. And then I mean here we've got the Royal Albert Hall is an incredible venue, not only classical like from Wagner and Rachmaninoff, Malinoff who've played there, but Adele. Tony, Tony Ben and Adele. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean sorry, that. mate. Sorry. <laughs> she has come in. But the, that was the thing that impressed me most about when I got to in the proms and stand at the front of the stage. I thought, oh, these fellas have been there. They're nice. nice. So those, those sort of venues are full of magic, aren't they? So that's, yeah, they're... So maybe they're, is, the, so the is, Albert Hall and the Royal Opera in London. Is the Sydney Opera House actually any good? Or <sighs> is it, does it just look... It looks great. It was never quite finished, actually. The inside was never quite finished. And it's quite. <sighs> It's slightly not used for its purpose. Really? It's a bit political that, but the the just so concert... used for postcards, is it? Well, they <laughs> do, they, they do yeah, exactly. I mean, it, but it is the most famous. If you say opera house, yeah, name an opera house, say Sydney Opera House. They did um, well calling it something Opera House because yeah, it they sticks do. in your head. Doesn't <laughs> it, it does, yeah. Know yeah. <laughs> where it is? Um, yeah, it's got a couple of venues in it. The concert Hall's really nice, but, but actually, the concert hall is a, is actually an operatic theatre. But they don't really use the top of it. I mean, it's, there's, it needs to be revamped. The whole place, um, it's slightly out of position with itself but yes you're right it's not a great venue but the place is epic where would be the toughest crowds well Milan they have a paid set of um, audience members who you can, people can pay them off to boo people what <laughs> I can't remember what they're called which you is a shame can,
3: you, you can go to Milan
0: yeah I mean you wouldn't be one of the people they'd pay but they have oh. people coming in if they don't like a singer like if someone in the house doesn't like the singer there's a group of people that pay to boo even during Arias. <laughs> That's amazing. What like, probably fuck? it's probably just a free ticket or an a ice cream. I'm not sure how it works, but there's. What do you actually, mean if the people in the house don't like? Well, the if singer? there's someone in there like someone who say let's say they're a blogger or something, but of a, yeah, they yeah who don't they just hate this guy? They never think people have very strong opinions about what people should and shouldn't sing. So if you turn up and you're doing I don't know uh, Rodolfo in La Boheme, but you shouldn't really sing that repertoire because people have ideas about what you're allowed to sing then they'll, someone will say, let's boo that fella. Whatever he does, however good he is. So that's going to be pretty tough.
3: See, I really like the sound of doing that. That's opera <laughs> shit like,
0: housing. I yeah, love shit housing, opera sledging. Shithousery. We sledge each other. But
3: I also then don't like the thought of what we've spoken about before, the stigma of opera... Yeah, The reason it can't get out to a newer, younger audience is because you've still got all these fucking <laughs> snobby-nosed twats going, no, <laughs> yeah, but I although... only, we're only singing this here. I know I appreciate tradition, of course I do, yeah, but yeah.
0: there has to be a limit where you're like, fuck off. The English audiences tend to be great. The critics are quite harsh here, I think, relative to other countries, like in terms of the papers. And most audiences just want to see you, and they love it, you know. But opera audiences sometimes have an opinion about what you should do, and that's a bit tough. You you performed at Prince Charles's fiftieth and sixtieth yeah. birthdays. Yeah, I did. Yeah.
3: Now, <laughs> I presume you get quite nervous uh, before performances. Like yeah. I get nervous before rugby yeah. games and stuff like yeah. that. It's because it it means something to me. Yeah. But I've never been asked to perform at a birthday party, which isn't technically a performance. It's kind of like yeah. look, we're paying. Yeah, you to weird here, as well
2: right? to perform a rugby match at a birthday party, yeah.
3: wouldn't
0: <laughs> it? Fair point. What was that like, having to perform it's... Well, actually, that was, that was really lovely and easy because I, um, I was in a qu- little choir from the Royal College of Music when it was his 50th, so we all went to this party and it was one his party for charity heads. So there were loads of famous people I never expected to meet in my life. And we just sang at the beginning as they walked in and in other rooms there were opera singers singing, more experienced opera singers at that stage singing on their own. But it was all people walking through, so it didn't have that pressure on it that it does when it's just like, do it now. So we just got to run around this party meeting people and drinking and then had to sing at the end. And at the end, we sang on the steps on the way out. And all the people coming out joined us to sing uh, in the choir. I had Frank Bruno on my left at one point.
2: <laughs> Bruno's got an invite <laughs> to Prince <laughs> Charles's <who's Yeah>, birthday.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all the charity, <laughs> charity stuff. <laughs> and then um, Gordon Brown. I'm, got, not sure. I'm not sure not sure can Frank mention Jimmy Bruno Jimmy Savile. Oh, fuck He was in the tenors. Uh, Prince Philip was conducting... Any good um, or just blagging it? Just blagging it. Yeah, yeah a lot for us blagging. It. And uh, so yes, yeah, so that was a lovely experience because we were just full of joy. You know, we right. were running around. It's really special. And we met. I met Spike Milligan, John Lumley, and all these people <laughs> I'd never <laughs> expect to meet in my life. Such um, a random yeah, mix of people. You <laughs> I know, but, it but it's down, just, yeah. like Frank Gordon Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were right and left. Um, Gordon's got a good voice. He's got is a few he? mouth cool. issues, but. Uh, Right, it's all right. But yeah, so that was but the 60th was more of a performance because I was representing the Royal Opera then with the Royal Ballet and we did, we did some songs while they danced in front of them. And you're probably not expecting any of them to heckle you exactly. or any of them yeah, paid or, or for to, write to about say, it. fucking,
3: exactly. go and slag this goozer off with you. <laughs> <laughs> or Frank a... said, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just had one part. He just... <laughs> that <laughs> that his face, yeah. <laughs> 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 Have you ever seen that clip of him? No. When... <laughs> <laughs> can't stop she's <laughs> have
3: you ever seen that clip they stitch him up on this show they make him like a uh a, an agony uncle yeah and this woman goes to him saying he, he listens to their problems and she goes <laughs> to him. she goes oh yeah i've got this problem my husband won't um won't uh you know sleep with me anymore and he's like oh <laughs> And he's like, right, yeah, yeah. Sometimes that happens after, she was like, after giving birth. And he's like, yeah. So that, that sometimes that happens because you feel
0: more love to the to the baby, or
3: you know, sometimes the thing. She was like, no, no, it's because I uh, I tore really badly, and you just see his face fucking go. <laughs> uh <laughs>
2: Uh, don't know Bruno in this I'm
3: going to find it for you. watch it? After. It's a lot funny if you watch it. Steve's <laughs> definitely going to cut that bit out. I just wanted to tell yeah, us about yeah, it because it, it makes me laugh so much.
1: Um,
3: yeah, I'm probably going to be a bit uh, semi-insulted, not semi-insulted, but semi-stupid. Uh, who are the three tenors? I want to say it was Pavarotti, Andrea, Andrea Bocelli, and Alid Ball. <laughs> okay,
0: Michael, so- Michael Ball. It was Jose Carreras, Placido Domingo, and uh, Pavarotti. I so only got one right. Yeah, but he, he, what he about Bocelli? A, he came a bit later. Oh right, okay. he was the
2: fourth yeah. tenor, was he?
0: Fine. Yeah, I mean, a bit more crossover here as well. Oh,
2: <gasps>
0: <gasps> <laughs> yeah. So the three yep. tenors got really famous, is it? Nineteen ninety in Rome, the football, the world, course, the, the World, world Cup. Cup. Yeah, were they the best three tenors? Yeah, they probably were. I this think Domingo, Domingo and Pavarotti were. Um, Carreras was incredible. But he'd come back from leukemia. And they pulled, he was incredible. So he'd had a break and he came back for that. So that was great for him. And he was absolutely incredible, but he'd been out of the game for a little while. Mm.
3: My um, knowledge of opera tends to come from just Pavarotti, Andrea Bocelli, our stepbrothers, Will Ferrell, and uh, John C. Riley. Oh, yeah.
1: Dodder, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, goodbye. dodder,
3: dodder,
1: dodder, dodder,
0: dodder, dodder, Ness and Dorma, Ness and Dorma. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I mean, we could, they, 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 it's the da 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 That's da da da. That's how we finish da, the show, Joe. So we're da, all singing. Da,
3: that. Da. Is that not what I just sang? e yeah,
0: vincero was it was the was the end of it. What did I just do? It's Paul Potts. Oh God, here we go again. See the microphone. Pretend. Uh, so, opera. are you
3: telling me now, in person, <laughs> so.
0: as a professional oh, opera singer? Yeah, Paul Potts is no good at singing. I think he's a lovely singer, lovely, lovely chap, singer. great, great heart. But, but he's not an opera singer as yet. In that he's never sung an opera with an opera company and done it. But he's also generally acoustically helped with a well, mic. The mic. I know it's bad, isn't it? Fuck. Would it help you? The amount you times
3: I've watched that video of his audition over That's and over and though, over. That's lovely. That's a... like, and like, the shivers I get down my spine.
2: Does it matter who he's called Paul Potts rather than Paolo di Potucci?
3: <laughs> is there a name out there for me to Google and go, that's the next up-and-coming opera
0: singer um, you need to look out for? Jonas um, Kaufmann is the, is the sort of Jonas opera, Kaufmann. The Kaufmann. Te- Kaufmann. Kaufmann, Kaufmann. Kaufmann, is that? He is probably the tenor du jour. What's he got? He's German, but he's got Latin good looks, mm. fluent in English, great Italian sound, dark voice, baritonal, but a tenor got all the top and the bottom. Oh yeah, it's really lovely. It's very much like Joe Marla. Yeah. How, uh, how
3: are how we ending this? There's some I think. Oh, oh, really? Did you know Dorma?
0: I can see the end of it. She's like, "Dile qual notte tramontate stelle tramontate stelle all'alba vincero."
2: Yes, we join in on the vincero, Joe. Yeah. Just, how
0: does that make you? Just, no, just, I don't see it. I don't want to do it like Alan Partridge to
3: start <laughs> too high and never be able to finish it. I, I would that. prefer the Alan Partridge. I do that,
0: that quite a lot in uh, pubs. Can we do Babcock? <laughs> Big breath, yeah, big low breath. Keep the shoulders down. What's the word? Uh vincero. When I get to I'll go al alba vincero, vincero, vincero. And then we go da 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 yeah. da da. Do we have to do that last bit? Yeah. Yeah, I think you'll feel like you want to when it comes to it. Yeah.
1: You're damn fucking right mm-hmm. well. te <laughs> <laughs> Ramo d'arceste stelle, all'alba vincerò, vincerò.
3: Fucking
0: hell. Well, I think we
3: fucking nailed it. Amazing. We we can fuck this podcast (laughs) off and we're setting up (laughs) our own fucking three tenors. Uh, Rob, it's been fucking great fun listening to you, mate, and hearing all the ins and outs of uh, the operatic world. And it's it's nice to actually know that you're not a stereotypical uh, stuck-up twat, (laughs) which is what I always thought. Opera might be an issue, but you've opened my eyes
0: up to a different oh, world. That's really lovely, thank you. It's been a massive pleasure. Thanks.
3: On Joe Marler's
2: show, what that episode has taught me, Joe, is that there is a very real possibility that you could be, albeit an average one, a professional opera singer.
3: You were doing so well. Yeah, I had to be doing that, didn't I? Did you were doing so so well. I think this like attempt at being able to compliment people that you've been working on needs some continued Can you take word. a compliment?
2: Are you one of these people who can yeah, take a compliment? Yeah, go on, give me one. Fine, all right. Don't give me an
3: impossible task. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, he's quite hard. No, I'm joking, Joe. <laughs> J- I don't think we're going to make it. The three prats. What about Tra- making it Italian? Tuatitos. Il tre, tuatinos. Why il tre? Tre, three. Why have you got a lisp? Did I? I <laughs>
2: have now, you've given me a lisp.
3: <laughs> three, a three. <laughs> Uh, do we do dinner jackets? What's our look? No, we do shorts. You don't do shorts, actually. Do you ever... ever I love shorts? shorts. You like running shorts, though, where you can basically see your nuts out because you're that old. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the lining
3: does perish on those sorts of things. I, <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed Rob and his voice. And I said it a couple of times. But I'll say it again. But I say <laughs> Every time he s- sang really powerfully at me, I could actually feel... I don't know whether it was fear... At this professional opera singer, actually, is he going to fuck it up? Oh, so there was a bit of thing. what well, if it goes like <laughs> midway through, whether there was a bit of fear, or whether it was because he was actually starting to move me because the power of his voice and the, the sort of I just found it really fascinating how he went from talking mm. to I <laughs> really like yeah. committing to that and then back to talking. And all jokes aside, I think we should do an opera that does that. What's the topic of our opera? I, I can't you put me on the spot here, but it'll be a lot about my shagging days. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, one I mean,
2: scene. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need something a bit longer than one
3: song. That's not fair mate. There's been at least four songs okay? yeah, I think they're all mine. <laughs> <laughs> who have we got on next week before
2: I tell you Joe who we have on next week, let me tell you this if you're listening to this and you want to support the show, you can now subscribe on Apple, Spotify and patreon all you have to do is search for the joe marla show for a single pound a week you can get bonus content ad free episodes and you'll be growing
3: the show at the same time did you say bonus or boners both there's bonus boner content i think we need to be paid more than one pound a week for bonus content i'm not sure we do (laughs) fuck (laughs) just click on grow show
2: in the meantime if you would like another podcast listen to let us recommend death of a rock star. There are brand new episodes out now, Joe. I've been writing these over the course of the winter, and my favourites probably are as follows Jim Morrison, Dennis Wilson, Janice Joplin, Kurt Cobain. Search for Death of a Rock Star, new episodes
3: out now. Right now, tell me who's on our next episode, please. Joe, it's a funeral
2: director. Oh, you know how this show works? You start thinking, mm, and you end up thinking, oh, Iranu. Evolve. Crowd Network. A place
1: where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.